Quack, quack. Honk, honk, and a vroom, vroom to you. Good afternoon. I'm Stan Poggle, and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. As always, I'm joined by my crazy co-host, legendary guide in freshwater fishing, Hall of Famer Chris Kudak, partying out on launch. You didn't get any rain up there, I guess, huh? No, no, it looked like it was going to rain this morning, but you know, I put my rain suit on. I got out of the lake about 6, 37 o'clock, and it looked like it was going to rain, but we oh, we never got any rain, and the sun came out for a little while. It was really windy this morning. That uh, that died down. It's 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 really nice out now, and we, we never got no rain. We had a uh, charter out of Terry's from 1 to 5 with the group from New York, and they had a bunch of bunch of nice fish they caught and uh no it turned out to be a very nice day well we're not going to be able to do too much blarney here at the start of the show because we have a very special guest coming up uh, rob Driesline from the outdoor news publication and he's going to inform us it sounds like on uh, some big news as far as legislative stuff what to look out for the good the bad and the ugly there and he's always a great uh source of information here on outdoor adventures for us and uh, he's kind of our go-to guy when it comes to in the know, I guess, when it comes to the outdoor uh, issues. Well, you know, Rob's Rob's the editor, outdoor newspaper, and you know he knows knows what's going on down there. He's right in the heart of the cities down there, and you know he he gets the the press releases and all that good stuff, and he he knows knows the people that knows the people that uh, yeah that knows what's going on. So it's it's always good to talk to Rob. Rob, one of the nicest guys in the in the industry, and, and it's good that we can get him on today. Yeah, so we'll bring Rob Driesline in here in just a moment, but a couple of things we want to hit on that is important, uh, getting new people into the outdoors, Kudak. One, uh, it's National Get Outdoors Day today, so hopefully all of you that are listening are uh, listening on the iHeartRadio app, enjoying the outdoors on the road today. But free admission to all of 75 Minnesota state parks and rec areas going on today. It is also Take a Kid Fishing Weekend, so if you find a kid 15 or under, grab them and take them out fishing, and you don't even need a license today or tomorrow. So that's a good thing to get new people and introduce them because uh, we need we need new people as always. Oh, you bet. I mean, uh, it's kind of declining for the, the fishing and the hunting. So, you know, it, you can go fish the ponds, the lakes and the cities, uh, you know, anywhere. Take the kid out, buy him some night crawlers, and, you know, rod and reel and a bobber and let him go. So let's get into it. Uh, let's bring in Rob Driesline now, the managing editor of the Outdoor News publication. And we had a chance to, uh, well, Kudak, you uh, flew the coop early, but I ran into Mr. Driesline out there, uh, I believe it was Saturday night, and we had a little chat. So uh, let's bring him in right now, Rob Driesline. How are we doing? Very well. Hey, good to hear from both of you guys. Uh, Kudak, I'm a little, uh, I guess, a little west of you. I'm on uh, Pelican Lake. Uh, this, this well, I'll tell you what, the, there is no shortage of fish out here, Rob. We caught, I mean, I don't know how many year classes, plus we were fishing some deep water. We got into some smallies. Uh, and, and I, they got some tournaments going on here, and I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's quite a fishery. I, have you fished Pelican much, Chris? This lake's man, it has got a lot of structure. I think a guy could spend a couple summers figuring this lake out. Oh yeah, Pelican's got. I mean, there there's unbelievable structure. Uh, it's an unbelievable fishery tool. Yeah, no, a great uh, great walleye fishery, and and we we caught a few fish this morning. But I'd like to spend some more time here and get to know it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a nice nice beautiful country up there too. Yeah, absolutely. We're having a good time with the kids. So. Yeah. So so Rob, you're enjoying the weekend at the lake. Uh, couldn't be better for you on that angle. But uh, 
One thing I wanted to get into, and you alerted me to, and this is a this is a pretty big deal for outdoorsmen. Um, what's this on people wanting to repeal the legacy amendment? Well, so last weekend, guys, we I believe it was last weekend, guys. Uh, it, everything's melded together now. We had our uh, our political conventions, right, where they they uh, had their endorsements for governor and, and attorney general, and they have to uh, they the, the parties come up with their platform out of that. And I got to give Dave Oryx credit uh, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, he'd done some outdoor rating in there. Now I think he's mostly focused on you know uh, capital reporting, and he uh, he uh, pointed this out on social media last weekend that. Um, the Republican platform, they've got a page in there, uh, Section 8, I think it is, devoted to environment and natural resources. And I think it's about the sixth bullet point down. One of the things on, on this Republican Party platform is repeal of the Clean Water Land and, and Water Legacy Amendment, um, which, you know, you guys worked on that. I worked on that. Uh, sportsmen around the state worked very hard on that thing for a decade, you know, to get that thing passed in 2008. And uh, to see that on a major party platform is very disappointing. Now, that's not to imply that every politician member of that party supports it, but I think folks need to be aware that that's in the document. And, and you know, we're going to have a lot of politicians knocking on our door uh, between now and November. And, and if um, I would just encourage folks, if, if a politician from that party knocks on the door, point out that, uh, boy, why don't you folks take that out of there? That's, that's not real good to see in black and white. And for those that don't know, what are some of the main, uh, I guess, bullet points in the Legacy Amendment and, and why it's important and, and what it's doing for our water and outdoors here in Minnesota? Well, you know, Legacy was, for, for years, you know, we've talked about how sportsmen pay for everything, you know, right, with license fees and with excise taxes. And uh, we passed uh, Amendment 2 back in 1998 where we, we protected the right to hunt and fish in Minnesota. And you had a lot of conservation groups saying, uh, all right, we did that. Now let's let's have some better funding for natural resources in Minnesota, and let's get everybody to ante up, not just license dollars and excise taxes. So what it did was it added, uh, I believe it was three-eighths of 1% to the uh, state sales tax, and uh, it passed by 56, with 50% of the vote on election night 2008. And uh, it passed, I believe it's for 25 years, and it's a big chunk of funding that uh, you know a lot of conservation groups can apply for. It's become really the main funding source for wildlife management area acquisition. Uh, I believe we're funding some of the uh, you know a lot of easements, conservation easements, all sorts of projects. Uh, so it's really important. This is some. This was invented, in my opinion, by sportsmen. It was passed by a, a strong coalition of, of arts people and environmental people and sportsmen. But a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this thing, and, and uh, I hate to see you know any political party you know just kind of flippantly saying, "Yeah, we need to repeal that." Well, there's other, like you said, there's arts and uh, film and all that stuff that is kind of, I, I, from what I understand, kind of bundled into this with the outdoors thing. So, is it something where, you know, if they can't come to a compromise to repeal it or not, is there a way they can maybe shift the funds somehow or some way? Uh, to uh, maybe at least keep the money going to the outdoors factor and you maybe know, I, uh, take away from the others? Really there in terms of how that was all allocated. I, I can tell you, you know, I saw this document. This specifically addressed clean water, uh, land, and legacy. Now, I don't know if other parts of the document talked about, you know, some of these other funds that you mentioned, um, Stan. Uh, but it, whatever it would take, it would take a constitutional amendment. Again, you know, they'd have to put this on the ballot, which is you know unlikely, but but not impossible. 
We are chatting with the managing editor, Rob Driesline of the Outdoor News Publication, and uh, we're chatting about the uh, possible uh, constitutional amendment, possible that could be coming up, repealing the legacy amendment, which obviously for us outdoorsmen is a uh, big, big deal. So we'll continue on that, and we have plenty of other things uh, I want to pick Rob's brain about. I know uh, the musky uh, moratorium stocking on that. That seemed to have uh, has failed uh, through this year's legislation, so that's a fight that will continue. Um, I also want to talk about the tagged walleyes and malacs, and uh, we'll maybe even get in a little carp debate because we talked about that here in the last couple of weeks too. So we'll have more with Rob Driesline and Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. Outdoor Adventures continues here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you download that. You can search Outdoor Adventures, catch all our past and present episodes. Also, click the follow button, and then anytime we post a new show, you will get a notification on that uh, intelligent phone you have there. And you'll never miss an episode of Outdoor Adventures. Chris Kuduk alongside myself, Stan Poggle, and we are chatting with of the outdoor news, Mr. Rob Driesline, and he's uh, informed us on the all the political stuff. He's uh, got all the answers there, and uh, we were chatting a little bit about the uh, repeal of the legacy amendment, and it sounds like that would be kind of a tough task, Rob, to uh, have them uh, do that, but it is just something you kind of wanted people to be aware of. Yeah, I want to point out I'm not aware of any overall effort to you know pass legislation. Obviously, the session's over now. Uh, so nothing like that's going to pass this year. Uh, you know, after the election, could could a bill like that be introduced? Possibly. Could it could it actually pass? That's unlikely. But I just think it needs to be on people's radar. Rob Driesland is our guest of the Outdoor News. And Kudak, let's bring you on. I know we chatted about this here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I kind of know where you're coming from on this, but, and we'll get Rob's opinion here in just a moment. But uh you have a lot of stuff, of course, going on up there at Mille Lacs, and uh, one thing is, uh, of course, nobody can keep any fish, uh, the white man anyway, and uh, you were talking about them now tagging fish up there, so uh, why don't you say a little bit about that, and then we'll uh, let Rob respond. Well, you know, we got uh, we caught a few fish today that had tags in them, and, you know, they want us to, to do all their work for them when, uh, you know, we know there's fish in the lake. I mean, there's, 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 you know, we caught, I don't know, 10 different year classes today. I mean, there's plenty of fish in the lake, and, and now they want us to tag them. They want us to do that. They want us to, you know, call them up and let us know how many fish we caught and, and you know, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, now we're doing their work for them again. Are, are we getting paid for it? I don't think so. But, you know, that's part of doing it. I see they, the Creole Census guys were out last week, and they had nets everywhere on the west side east side i mean what, what what's going on i mean all of a sudden now that uh, election times are on they're all they're all uh doing something i mean i haven't seen this many dnr in this lake in 15 years <laughs> so rob uh what do you have to say as far as uh, the tagged walleyes go and what are, what are they doing with that data or supposedly doing with that data well, and Chris knows this probably better than me, but they did what a big tagging study. I remember the first one they did with the tags back in about 02, if memory serves, when they were they they said there were a lot of fish in the lake. 
Then they did it again in 14, and, and it showed a big decrease. You know, we've got a lot of people out there fishing saying, we're, we're seeing a lot of fish. We're catching and releasing a lot of fish here. I don't know. I, I guess to me, Chris, I, I'm glad, you know, they're taking another run at this. Uh, I hope it validates what a lot of people are seeing, that, that there are a lot of fish out there. Um, I think, you know, you made the point that, you know, you guys are doing a lot of their work. Well, yeah, I mean, if you catch fish with tags, I think that, you know, they're asking to report that data. I think it will contribute and, and maybe show that there's more fish out there. But, yeah, they got big crews themselves out. That's what, that's what Chris is seeing. That's what other people are seeing on the lake. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'm hoping this thing shows that there, there are a lot of walleyes in the lake, and maybe we can, we can get back and be a little more sensible in here and, and allow a little state harvest. And, you know, they pulled out a net here a few weeks ago with all the dead walleyes in it and whatever else was in it. And, you know, they, you know, somebody took a picture of it and hit the Internet. Would they have ever said anything about that? More than likely not. Yeah, well, you, so, you might be onto something. I mean, that's the sort of thing they show, you know, occasionally pops up in cuffs and collars. And then, you know, someone from Outdoor News or another news outlet makes a couple calls and says, what, what was this all about? I'd like to think we would have caught that, but... Yeah, you're right. We're lucky we got a lot of people out there now seeing that and, and taking pictures of it. Um, hey, Chris, can I ask you a quick question? And that's that uh, uh, someone uh, texted me and said that they're still seeing tribal nets out on the lake. Uh, are you seeing that? Uh, I, you know, I asked Javier Cerna in my office about that, if that was possible. I mean, we're not even clear what the quota is for the bands, but typically this late, if there were tribal nets, they would be perched. That's what Javier told me. What are you seeing? Tribal netting still going on, Chris? What's the scuttlebutt about that? Uh, yes, they run tribal nets all summer long over here. I mean, and I mean, <laughs> I see them <laughs> all the time. It's the the local band here. They put them over in front of the res, the, the powwow grounds over there, and they put a couple of wigwambe on the shoreline. They'll put the them out in the morning, and they'll take them and pull them out, you know, in the evening. And yeah, they're they're not. I mean, it's uh, nobody's saying that. There's nobody watching them. I mean, they're just doing their own thing. And I don't know how many fish they're actually getting. I don't ever watch them. I just I see that that's there. Okay. Well, I I don't know. Are you know at that time of year are they even getting walleyes in those areas? Or are they are they taking perch and and other other species? Well, that that I see them pull was full of walleyes. Really? I'll be darned. Okay. Well. Yeah, and I mean. Uh, I, I've seen it, Joe. You know, I've seen it last year, the year before, the year before, and you know, yeah, they put their nets out. Uh, like I said, they. I mean, we could go into a long story, but we don't want to get into it on the radio sure. because uh, we we could be here for hours. But yeah, sure. I watched them do it, and I watched I watched their helpers help them that are not natives, and uh, yeah, and I, I I'm sure they somebody knows about it, but nobody says nothing. Well, in general, from what I understand, is it's basically, uh, what is it, 50-50 or 60-40 or something like that, is it not, as far as the, the tribal uh, allotment and the uh, fishermen allotment? Traditionally, it wasn't that much. Traditionally, you know, the bands were not taking 50%, but uh, everything's discombobulated now, and I should be told I'm, I'm not even sure what the, if there is a, a firm agreement on, uh, on, the, uh, on the percentage uh, Chris, are you involved in some of those meetings? Do you know exactly what? No, you know, I've been to a couple of meetings, Rob, and, and I just can't go there no more. I, I, it's there. It's a joke. I mean, the I, I, meetings don't, are, I don't believe we have a quota this year of, uh, that, that they've even agreed on a quota. So it's these are very frustrating. Well, times. yeah, I know it's it's been, you know, 
declining by uh, large amounts over the years. I mean, I think when they first started doing it, what was that back in '98? It was like four hundred thousand pounds sure. or something yeah, like I that. We, now I think it's down to. Years, now yeah. I think these last couple of years it's been around I think thirty five, forty thousand, and I believe that's the total takes. So when you take a percentage of that, I mean you're not looking at much. So, but uh, it, it seems like it, it's. It's definitely a political thing, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the end of it, but uh, as always, we'll uh, continue to follow that. But another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, and this was kind of interesting, and Kudak, I don't know if you read this or if I mentioned this to you, but uh, the DNR found that, and this was in the Outdoor News, I believe, where I found this story, Rob, but uh, the walleye stocking down there in southwest Minnesota, in Lake Sarah particularly, they kind of using that as a kind of a model as far as uh, fisheries and and how to, uh, I guess, uh, produce new fry and all that stuff because it's apparently a certain farm they were at that they're raising these walleyes have continued to reproduce naturally, rather, and they haven't have even had to restock that lake for a few years. So that has to be some promising news if, if it comes out to be that way that they can mimic that and bring that to other areas. You know, you caught me a little off guard with that one, Stan. I, I, I'm not, I'm not real clear on that Lake Sarah situation. I do know that, you know, those Southwest fisheries they have a lot of success with stocking. You know, they're warmer. They got a nice long growing season down there. Uh, a lot of the uh, the broodstock fish, you know, that they grow in ponds or, or the fingerlings, um, are, are in that part of the state. So uh, yeah, they're you know that's generally an area where stocking performs very well in Minnesota. Yeah, and the big thing that I uh, got from the article was uh, I can't remember the exact number, but the re- natural reproduction rate, like I said, for the last they had stocked them from a certain fisheries back you know twenty twenty five years ago, and now they haven't stocked the lake for a good ten fifteen years, and they're still seeing consistent year classes year after year. So obviously, whatever is working there, um, if we can you know. Uh, duplicate that in other lakes it'll it'll be a real good thing for the state for sure absolutely yeah sounds sounds like a a good formula and uh while we're uh talking the controversy on malax we might as well get into another one and i know we chatted about this when it was going through and and they were kind of jockeying for positions and they were adding things to the bill and taking things out of the bill but i know uh one legislature um i believe he's out of alexandria he had uh proposed a a law to put a moratorium on muskie stocking. And, of course, as you know, I mean, muskie stocking is is becoming more and more, and the outdoorsman is, is joining that. A lot of people are getting into muskie fishing. It's becoming a big deal here in the state. Um, but that apparently, uh, that fight's going to continue because they're going to continue stocking muskie and adding new lakes because I guess this bill didn't pass from what I understand. Right. I tell you, this thing's gotten a lot of coverage, even outside outdoor media. I, I've seen, I think, MinPost, I think City Pages had a story on it this past week. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. It's really frustrating, this anti-musky sentiment. I really think it's a cover just for trying to, to uh, create you know, local control over some of these lakes and, and prevent you know, the general public from accessing some of these waters. I, I, it's just it, it's ridiculous. It was part of this giant omnibus bill, which I don't know if you saw my column a couple weeks ago. It was you know, Dayton told the, he told the legislative leadership, do not send me one massive omnibus bill for the entire state government or I will veto it. And that's what they sent him. So he vetoed it, to his credit, in my opinion. It included all sorts of wacky things. It included some good stuff, but it included this. 
Uh, and I'm glad it got vetoed and, it, and it's done for another year. I, I hope maybe the legislature takes on a little different tone after the election and this thing doesn't come back next year. And uh, who, who is who is going to be taking all these people's places, Rob, at, uh, at the DNR? These guys are all retired. Do, do is anybody, anybody running for their office or how, how is that going to work? No, it's a good question. Yeah, I mean, the front page of this week's Outdoor News, we've got uh, pictures of some, some people retiring. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, like uh, in the case of the fisheries side, I hope maybe some of the field guys are a little willing to go work in St. Paul and take some of those jobs. Uh, you know, there's, there's some good field fisheries managers uh, that I would like to see, you know, maybe go put a few years in central office. A lot of those guys don't want to do that, right, for obvious reasons. Who wants to, who wants to leave a, you know, a great job in the field um, when, you know, and have to go deal with Twin Cities traffic and, and political messes and all that but um you know i i i i'm not going to name names right now i was talking to javier and tim spielman about that a little bit off the record this past week watch some upcoming issues of outdoor news chris i think you're going to see some names that i think you're going to like well we will uh get it more into that when we continue here we're going to get you the bottom of the news hour break here and continue with Rob Driesline, managing editor of the Outdoor News. Got a couple more things I want to talk to him about, and then we got to let him go because he's got to get the. You got some money on the race today, huh? You know what? I'm a horse racing fan, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to see if uh, this Justify can uh, knock out a triple crown. We will uh, find out here in a few minutes, and we'll find out more with Rob Driesline of the Outdoor News when Outdoor Adventures continues here on Twin Cities News Talk. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, wrapping things up with our good friend Rob Driesline, managing editor of the Outdoor News publication. Chris Kudak alongside Stan Pogalier. And, and Rob, if you have to hang up on us, just go ahead. I see the, the horses are being mounted now, and uh, they're getting close. Uh, I got a couple minutes here, guys. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about before we run out of time here with you is. Uh, how do you think things uh, with the new uh, northern regulations, they they kind of seem to make a big shift there. Uh, how do you think that's going to possibly affect things for either good or bad? Well, I've been a long-term proponent of of new northern pike regulations in the state. I've been at Outdoor News for more than 20 years, and within the first couple of years of me being there, I was like, yeah, well, why do we have a such an old northern pike regulation? I mean, pike are the keystone predator in so many lakes. Uh, they have such an impact on other populations, you know, the health of other fisheries, other species. You want better fishing for all kinds of species and improve uh, the health of our pike fishery. So uh, I've been a long-time proponent of it. Our mutual friend Tim Lesmeister has, too. Uh, I wish they'd have gone even farther with some of this. Uh, I, I think it's definitely going to be new for a lot of people. You know, a couple weeks ago I was, I was fishing in southern Minnesota. Now I'm fishing in central Minnesota. And it, it does give me pause to say, okay, what? i got to remind myself, what's the pike reg? in this part of the state. And so people are going to have to think that way. That's going to be new. It's going to be challenging. I hope the conservation officers maybe give people a little bit of a break uh, if it seems like an honest mistake here uh, in 2018, 2019. But um, I've been a proponent, guys, and I I think it's going to make for better fishing uh, in Minnesota. Kudak. Yeah, you know, Rob, I agree with you 100%. They they could have made it even a little more more catching some more of the northerns, the smaller ones. I mean, we got lakes over here that are, are just overrun with, you know, four or five pounders and, right. and little hammer handles and, you know, take some of them out of there. I mean, let yeah. them get bigger. You know, the big ones will get bigger and we'll get some, get some more pan fishing stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you know, maybe they'll give it a decade. Maybe maybe we'll see this get tweaked again in, in 15 and 20 years, which sounds like a lot of a long time. But I mean, the, the previous reg went, went back how long? Guys, 60, 70 years. It's a long time. So well, there's even been uh, talks about lowering the walleye to you know even three or four, and I believe that was passed way back in the 60s or 70s as well, was it not? Yeah, it was. That goes back a long way. That the problem with dropping the walleye limit is that very few guys or gals catch that many fish the average yep. you know walleye catches two or three right or even that not even that one or two so you to really have an impact with limits on walleyes you got to drop it down to like two or three to to have an impact and that you know that's where people start to get shift in their seats even me i you know i i was i caught some bass today i had no problem throwing those back when i catch walleyes it's man i like to eat walleye it's hard to, it's hard yeah, to toss them back is. But like you said, it is uncommon. But then, you know, you look at a situation where, you know, uh, you know, Lake of Woods has been an example, uh, Red Lake recently. You know, people are catching their limits all the time. Uh, yeah. Mille Lacs, you know, I mean, yep. you know, the people complain now about the nets. But, I mean, I know back in the heyday there were people going there and getting their six walleyes as, as often as they can. So, you know, it, it's it all comes down to, I guess, uh, you know, who's behind it, too, a little bit sometimes. Sure. Yeah, day after day, guys, can, can take a lot of limits on a, on a hot bite, that's for sure. Well, Rob, we will let you go and uh, get to your race. Who do you got in the race? I'm just guessing, but I'm going to, just a wild guess, I'm going with Hoffberg, 9-2. to two. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you'll, that, you'll win some money on that one. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, not, no, I'm not putting any green on it. but Yeah, me neither. I, I just, uh, I'm pulling for the Triple Crown. It'd be pretty crazy to have, what, two and four years. So. Yeah, that would be after, what, waiting 40 years for the first yeah, one? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Guys, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. No problem. That is uh, Rob Driesline, Managing Editor of the uh, Outdoor News. Uh, you can check it out at OutdoorNews.com and subscribe there. Uh, he's always a good source of the information, Kudak, and uh, he definitely knows his stuff. That's that's for sure. Oh, you bet. I mean, we we got to start getting him on more often because he's he's in the know with all that stuff and, and the position he's in at the Outdoor Newspaper and and uh, you know we got to start getting him on a little more often and as as the elections go on we we probably should get him on more often because you know he'll be in the know with all that stuff yep i think we're going to be uh, definitely getting him on as a regular guest every couple of months or so and kind of have a have a feature with him uh, every once in a while here cuz he definitely uh, keeps up on the legislative issues uh, he's written for a lot of national publications as well as been at the outdoor news forever i always give him crap that he's he pretty much owns the place now so he definitely uh, knows his stuff but uh let's get into some other things uh plenty of things happening this weekend for the outdoorsmen we mentioned this at the start of the show but for those of you that you know are listening to the show and uh, maybe we're talking about some stuff that you that you weren't always aware of but you know the main thing is is get out there enjoy the outdoors whether it's whether it's four-wheeling, whether it's cruising around in the boat, whether it's fishing, ice fishing. I mean, there's so many things to do, trail riding, mountain biking, snowmobiling, motorcycling, so many great things uh, that we talk about here on Outdoor Adventures that you can get involved with. And uh, it's always fun to get new people involved, Kuduk, and the Take a Kid Fishing Weekend is this weekend. So uh, anybody, any adult that's accompanied by a child 15 or younger can fish for free and pass on the fishing tradition to kids uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's, like I was talking to these guys, we had guys from New York on the boat today, and they were from all, all over. They were up here, and, and they were fishing on the docks and doing this and doing that. And, uh, you know, 
I told him, I said, you know, some of them guys lived down, there was a couple of them that lived down in the cities. I was telling them about the boat works where you're at because they're right by Minnetonka. I said, you know, you guys can go get this membership down there. And I said, I have no idea what they cost. I said, they have to find out. But I said, you know, there's opportunities that you can go rent a boat. You can do this. You can do it. I said, you got the Mississippi River. What a fishery. No, you know, very few people fish the Mississippi from Coon Rapids Dam to downtown Minneapolis. I mean, when I was a kid, it was an unbelievable fishery. I told him, you know, a can of corn, you go catch all the carp you want. You know, you go bass fish, you catch all walleyes. I mean, there's it's, it's a fishery. Well, you you said the sweet corn, and I know we all, you always joke about the hot dogs and, and northerns, and uh, I've never tried that, but it sounds like it works like a charm. But I was fishing for sunfish, actually, here oh, it was late last week, and I just had a little 64th, just tiny, tiny jig on, and I just had a couple of kernels of sweet corn on there, and I was basically, you know, doing the jiggle stick over the side of the side of the dock and catching some nice sunfish off the dock there by my place and uh next thing i know it all of a sudden i i just seen a big streak and next thing i know my drag is flying wide open i had four pound test on a five foot ultralight rod so uh, it went pretty fast it was a lot of fun but i snagged about a 25 inch northern and somehow that little tiny hook got him right in the upper lip i don't know how he did not snap my line but uh, I may be trying sweet corn from now on for, for those slime balls. Oh, I'll tell you what, you, the, the corn or, or dough balls. I've caught, I've caught northerns on dough balls before. I mean, you, you get them wet, you smoosh them on there. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that, that you know, you got right at home in your cupboards that you can use for fishing. Well, that's, that's what I'm starting to wonder, you know. Maybe I should bring my bowl of spaghetti down, throw a couple meatballs down there. Maybe uh, squish a few ramen noodles and some mac and cheese on there. Who knows what I'll catch? Well, you might get a mermaid. You never know. <laughs> well, that would, if it works for mermaids, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I think the, the fiancé might have something to say about that, but uh, you could be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, the secretary is actually up at Winstock this weekend. But I encourage people, uh, if you have a niece or a nephew or a cousin or something like that and they're 15 or younger, and you're an adult, and maybe you don't do a lot of fishing, uh, and you don't want to spend that twenty bucks on a license. Go out this weekend, call your your younger nephew or niece or whatever, or kid, and take them out. You can take them out fifteen years or younger. So basically, anybody without a driver's license, you can take them out, and if they're with you, you get the fish for free, and you can uh, pass that thing along to uh, the next generation, and hopefully uh, they will pass it along uh, to the next generation. And we also have to remind everybody that if they're in the Brainerd Lakes area, Gull Lake, we got Camp Confidence next week, uh, Friday and Saturday. Be a lot of fishing pros there, and it's a great event. You can go uh, go over to Camp Confidence there and get the tour and and meet all the all the fishing pros and all the contestants on uh, on Saturday. We got the fishing deal on Saturday, and it goes till like two thirty, three o'clock. And uh, it's a it's a big fundraiser, and it's a fun time. Yeah, and if you missed anything uh, from last week's show, you can download that on the free iHeartRadio app. Uh, last week we chatted with Bob Slayball. He's one of the directors, uh, organizers there for that big uh, fishing tournament. And you're going to be a part of it, Kuduk. But uh, Camp Confidence doing great things for those with uh, disabilities. And the big fundraiser coming up next weekend, you're going to be a part of that. And uh, as we chatted with Bob last week, it is open to the public. I believe one two o'clock in the afternoon they have a meal and all this, and then 
they have the weigh-in, and then you pros and uh, Hall of Famers and all the expert fishermen, all the big shots are going to be there to chat with people. So we really encourage folks to come up and uh, chat with you guys and uh, maybe learn a little bit of something about the outdoors. Well, you bet you you know you got you got all these guys. I mean, I think there's a hundred some guides there, and a lot of the contestants. And I mean, it, it's a fun time. You know, the Mariucci Center there, you can walk around and and see. They got they matter of fact, I think Bob said they had a a deer there that just had twin uh, albinos. They're all white, and so that you can go see them in their 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 little Kefenston area there. And I mean, it's it's a good time. You can come up and visit with everybody. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's just a fun place to go to. We will have more outdoor adventures when we come back. One final segment, uh, lots of other things. Also, National Get Outdoors Day, so you can get to free admission to the state parks and rec areas here in Minnesota. So uh, you have a few hours yet to go out there. It looks like uh, the rain is kind of slowing down here in the metro area over the last couple hours, so still time to go and enjoy that. And uh, a few other things we want to get to here when Outdoor Adventures continues and we'll probably have a uh, winner at the Belmont as well. When we come back here, Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. segment to wrap things up here on outdoor adventures i want to remind you download that free iheart radio app you can listen to twin cities news talk search twin cities news talking and listen to us live anytime and then also uh, search outdoor adventures click the follow button and you'll never miss an episode of outdoor adventures as you'll get a little notification every time we post a new episode and i even i know you even once in a while kuduk online you get on that uh computer ears and listen a little bit so even you have the iHeartRadio app it's pretty unbelievable i never thought i'd see the day well yeah yeah i got the computer fixed and i had it fixed for about three days and somebody hacked into it and screwed everything up again so i have no idea what i'm going to do with this deal now i gotta take it in again and see what they can do now did you get a new did you get a new computer or did you just try to fix the old one again? Because, you know, there's a thing about throwing, uh, what's, what's the saying, throwing good money at the bad? Well, I, I got a feeling this one has probably seen its better days. I might take it out in the backyard and let the, let the grandkid uh, have at it with his, <laughs> with his 22 or his 410 or his pellet gun. Yeah, play some targets on there. Make You'll get rid of it in a hurry, I'm sure, with the old turtle. Oh, yeah, the old turtle. He'll take care of that. He'll he'll blow it up or he'll do something. <laughs> So uh, we will uh, definitely download that uh, free iHeartRadio app and uh, search Outdoor Adventures and follow us there. Uh, I want to remind folks it is uh, Outdoor Recreation Day, National Get Outdoors Day. So free admission. I still got a lot of sunlight. Well, not sunlight, but a lot of daylight, I'll say, with the gloomy weather we're having here. But uh, all 75 Minnesota State Parks and Rec areas are free for today, so you don't need that little sticker that you normally do. So 
maybe if you haven't been there in a while and you're wondering, well, what changes are happening, what's uh, going on at our state parks and rec areas, you can uh, go check them out for free today. And then I also want to remind kids the uh, Take a Kid Fishing Weekend is happening uh, through tomorrow. So uh, anybody 15 or younger, if you're an adult, you take a kid out 15 or younger and you fish for free. So good time to uh, get get some new people into the uh, sport of sport of fishing. And I better not forget, now that we mentioned the turtle, it's his birthday today, nine years old. No He's way. People drove at the water slide with his buddy. So happy birthday, Landon Turtle Kudak. Nine years old. He's getting old on you, Kudak. Pretty soon he's going to be able to beat you up. You know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Well, he was 13, Landon's <laughs> nine. I mean, they're uh, they're growing like weeds, and we're getting older. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can imagine those two are going to be a handful uh, when it when it comes to teenager time. Oh, well. Ava was driving driving the Nissan down the road the other day. I had her, oh, had her sh- we were practicing, so when she gets her license, she's, uh, <laughs> she's ready to go. Uh, I can only imagine getting uh, schooled from you uh, driving because I've ridden with you before, and and I don't know if you're one to uh, take advice as far as driving goes because I'm not saying you're a bad driver, but you're uh, you're an aggressive driver, I'll put it that way, or at least aggressive at the, uh, at the mouth and the uh, reactions of other drivers. Well, you know, it's uh, do the speed limit and go, and we'll have no problem. That is uh, the truth. I've uh, been pretty fortunate, but I haven't been speeding lately, and uh, I don't think I've been even pulled over in uh, about ten years. So, uh, amazing how that works when you when you don't break the law. They they kind of leave you alone, don't they? Well, yeah, and and you know what? <laughs> keep the phones out of your hands and quit texting going down the highway. I came up this morning to the lake, and I passed a a vehicle. Well, there's three of them in the vehicle. The driver's texting, the passenger's texting, and the other one in the back seat texting. I, I just shook my head. Oh, we're going to find you? out who the uh, derby were. Oh, Justify just won the Triple Crown. So uh, Rob Driesland, our earlier guest, is uh, definitely happy. And those that uh, put money on Justify to win the Triple Crown, they're, uh, they're pretty pretty happy as well. Well, that's good. Now, uh, what's the, what's the next big race? Well, really nothing. There aren't any big ones until the Kentucky Derby next May. It's just these three. Are, that's why they call it the Triple Crown. I mean, there's races all year round, but for whatever reason, these three races over, what, six weeks are, are, the, are the big uh, hoopla. So that's what I never really understood about horse racing. It's, it's, it's only about six-week season, and then everybody forgets about it until next May. Yeah, and I, I was out fishing with Joe Brickle this morning from JT Rods, and he's got a, a new rod called the Blackout. I, yeah. I, he put it in my hand this morning. I set the set the hook on about a 23-inch walleye, and I'll tell you what. People want to look at a fishing rod. You get a hold of the JT Rods, and you look at this Blackout rod. Unbelievable. I mean, this rod is is one of the nicest rods I think I've ever put in my hand. Yeah, I know. I have one of the uh, one of their crappie rods, and I tell you what, just the weight of it is just unbelievable. I mean, it literally is—you don't even notice hardly you have a rod in your hand. It's so light. I don't know what kind of material they use or what, but it is so—I mean, compared to like my normal rods, it's like carrying an anchor compared to that JT rod. Oh yeah, he's got. Uh, well, I was pre-fishing. He's got a tournament tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we got some nice fish this morning. His, his partner got a got a twenty nine and a thirty incher, 
they were in another boat with another guy, and uh, they got them pretty well dialed in. They got a bass tournament going on up here today. They had a walleye tournament Friday and Saturday. That should be ended up. What should be done by now? And then they got uh, the AIM tournament tomorrow out of Max Twin Bay, I believe. And that starts at seven. So people want to go for the way, and it'll be at Max Twin Bay at like three o'clock tomorrow. Well, that's a, we chatted a little bit about this yesterday when I called you to set things up for today. But you know how much. How much uh, walleyes, obviously, do they catch in bass in all these tournaments? It seems like they're having a tournament up there every week. You know, is there a way if we could stop the tournaments, maybe we could keep a fish? I mean, or does that not matter or what? Because I would well, rather, I'd rather keep one fish than have, you know, 50 tournaments, it seems like, every other day well, up there. The tournaments now are all catch and release. I mean, everything is, you, you catch them, you net them, you take a picture, you measure them, take a picture, and you release them, and you mark it down on a piece of paper. So, I mean, we we caught, I don't know, 15, 20 fish, and every one of them was, you know, we had to, they were they were hooked foul, and, and so we cut the line and threw them back. You know, that, that hook will dissolve, you know, but a couple weeks later, and the fish were healthy. We, we had no problem. We had no dead ones. We had no one bleeding. So, I mean, the tournament's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them around here. I mean, the bass tournaments are bass. Are, I mean, I talked to guys last week when I was up here that were from Oklahoma, Nebraska. Ever since they said, you know, that, uh, you know, Black is a world-class bass fishery, I mean, there's a bass tournament every weekend. I mean, everybody's catching bass up here. Yeah, it is incredible. And I'm going to try. It isn't going to work out this week, but I think the following uh, Friday I may be heading up your way because I want to get into – some of those footballs, and if you if you don't believe they're footballs, check out our Facebook page. Just search Outdoor Adventures. There's there's one ugly mug on there with Kuduk in a in a big old football he caught up there at Malax, and it sounds like I was reading some reports online too. It's just unbelievable. You're getting fifty hundred fish days up there. It's just insane. Well, yeah, I go to Camp Confidence Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I come back and I have Bob Slaybaugh's son. He's 15 years old, and his partner is Buddy. They're fishing for trying to make the cut for the Bass Masters, I believe. So hopefully we can get them, I can get them two boys a big bag of fish, and they can do well in it, and uh, maybe go down south to do some fishing. That sounds great. Uh, anything else you want to add? I know uh, you're doing launch trip over at Terry's and at Dickie's, so uh, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to maybe book a, a uh, launch trip with you? They give me a call at three two zero six three zero one seven six one, and if I don't answer, leave me a phone number and a message, and I'll get back to you. Or give Terry a call at Terry's Boat Harbor, or give Dickie a call, and uh, we'll go from there, and we can set something up. Sounds great, Chris Kudak, legendary guy in freshwater fishing Hall of Famer. A couple other things uh, going on this weekend, like we mentioned, it's Take a Kid Fishing Weekend. Want to remind you one more time. Take a kid 15 or younger, and you fish for free. And also all the state parks and rec areas during National Get Outdoors Day, which is today, you get free admission. You don't need the entry sticker for that. And uh, plenty of things. Uh, there's a, there was a, did you know Smokey the, you missed him. Smokey the Bear was up at Mille Lacs today, Kudak. I, I was hoping to get a photo with you. Oh, I didn't know. Where was he at up here? He was up at uh, Father Hennepin State Park there, down an aisle well, there. I was on the other side. I was on the garrison side. Yeah, that figures. But uh, that that would have been you'd have been two of a kind, two peas in a pod. Oh yeah, we'd have got along good. 
Well, I'll let you go and uh, get back on the launch, and uh, we'll be chatting soon, I'm sure. All right, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday fisherman and uh, two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Have fun whatever you're doing this weekend, and hopefully enjoy the your time in the outdoors. Tomorrow looks like a, bit, a little bit better weather-wise. Uh, Black Republican, Black Democrat coming up next. They're going to have St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell on the show here in just a couple of minutes. Your top-of-the-hour news from Fox coming as well. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and make sure you download that uh, free iHeartRadio app as well. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. We will chat to you next week here on Outdoor Adventures. See ya.